Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is a story by the slice. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, and with me are the loquacious and vivacious Ashley and Emily. Ooh, she's making us sound good. Yeah, we we do sound good. I'm not sure... (laughs) I'm not sure if anyone's ever called me vivacious before, so I'm going to take it. I'm going to put a heart around today on the calendar. (laughs) You're welcome. Lindsay said something so nice to me today. (laughs) Today's slice is a table for one, and we don't know why. What? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm already so excited. I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) If you visit the Natchez City Cemetery in Natchez, Mississippi, you'll find various headstones with interesting stories. The cemetery, which was established in 1822 on 10 acres of land, soon became the place where many people from other cemeteries were reinterred, including many who had previously been buried on plantations. Oh, that can't be good. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the people include the victims of the 1908 Natchez Drug Company explosion that killed numerous people, including five young women. The youngest victim was a 12-year-old girl. (gasps) Wait, the drug company, how does the drug company explode? I don't know. But the explosion was so large that the entire five-story brick structure collapsed, (gasps) with many who passed buried under the rubble. To be fair, if you don't have proper ventilation and you're mixing chemicals, you can explode. Meth labs blow up all the time. That's true. That's a really good point. This is true. I'm looking at you, Iowa. Shit! Shots Shots fired! fired. (laughs) However, one of the headstones that raises the most questions is that of Luis the Unfortunate. Oh, what a name. It's an unfortunate name. The marker includes no other information besides the moniker Luis the Unfortunate. But locals believe she died after the Civil War when the city was in the midst of the Reconstruction Era. This story is going to include various twists and turns, so buckle up. I'm buckled. I'm buckled. Keep your pants on. Man. (laughs) There's a legend that Louise was a mail-order bride that was unable to locate her fiancé when she arrived in Natchez, most likely from New Orleans. She came via steamboat and docked at the the under-the-hill section of Natchez. After asking around both the the under-the-hill area of the city and the ritzier top-of-the-hill area, no one really seemed to know why he didn't meet her, or even who he was. It's possible that she was a victim of a scam, 
or he changed his mind once he saw her at the docks and left before she had a chance to meet him. What? what? Mean. Men just change their mind about stuff? When does that happen? <laughs> what? According to the February 20th, 1972 edition of the Jackson, Mississippi Clarion Ledger, quote, one resident tells of a girl named Louise who was born into a very prominent family in Natchez around the turn of the century. The girl's curiosity took her to Natchez under the hill, a red light district down by the river. There she met a handsome riverboat captain, the tale goes, and she began keeping steady company with him. Her family was horrified to learn of the situation and disowned her. Under the Hill people adopted the young woman and took care of her when her riverboat captain sailed away. She died while he was gone, and her adopted family buried her in their own cemetery. But when the riverboat captain returned, he had her body removed and buried upon the hill in the main cemetery where she could rest as the lady she was. End quote. And he named her Louise the Unfortunate. She was just a poor, unfortunate soul. That's what I was thinking the whole time. (laughs) Another version of the story states that Luis was a beautiful girl from the North who became stranded in Natchez with no money or friends. With no way to return home, she survived by working at a brothel under the hill where she quickly became a favorite amongst the rivermen. Unfortunately, a few years later, she was struck down by tuberculosis and passed away. After her death, a Presbyterian minister worked with the brothel attendees in order to raise enough money to have her buried in the city's main cemetery, where the simple marker she has today was erected over her grave. In sticking with the theme of her being a northerner who found herself down south, another tale states that she fell in love with a man from Natchez, who was part of an aristocratic family. His family disapproved of the match, so the pair hopped on a boat and departed for St. Louis. To the local surprise, the man later returned to Natchez without Luis, where he married a childhood sweetheart. Luis couldn't forget about her lover and returned to Natchez to search for him, only to discover that he had gotten married in her absence. Heartbroken, she took up residence at the area known as Under the Hill, where she contracted tuberculosis before dying in a brothel. Not long after her death, an old fisherman who referred to Luis as his daughter was passing his hat around amongst her friends collecting money to pay for her funeral and burial when a young man approached him and instructed the fisherman to, quote, bury her like a lady and send the bill to me, end quote. The aristocrat couldn't let his wife and children know about his time with Luis, but in an effort to make amends for his ill treatment of her, he ensured that she could receive a proper burial and a grave marker to remember her by. Oh, well, that makes up for you being a total dick. Great. (laughs) Good job. I hope she haunted your ass. A story from the city of Natchez states that Louise came to Natchez to be married. It's believed that she came from New Orleans by steamboat and landed at the city at the city's disreputable under the hill neighborhood to search for her fiance, unable to find him because he had jilted her or because he'd suffered some sort of tragedy. What? 
when you when you tried to say city, I thought you said titty, and I like. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I tried really hard not to laugh, but I The titty of Natchez. <laughs> There's only one. Okay. So for their, from their website, quote, One story relates that she never found her fiancé and due to some reason remained in Natchez. Some stories say she would be too embarrassed to return home because she had built up her fiancé's reputation and credibility, and to return home would destroy everything she had been saying about him. Other stories say she learned that her fiancé had died, and she didn't have enough money to pay for passage home. Other stories say Louise found her fiancé, but if so, the story again spins into two areas. One is that they had a severe falling out, and the other is that Louise discovered that he was married, end quote. Which would lead to a severe falling out, I think. Mm-hmm. What? No, that's totally fine. Oh, you're married? Well, it's cool. It's cool. You've been totally lying to me, and now I'm trapped here and I can't get home? That's super, and it's exactly what I dreamed of. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have tuberculosis. So do you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Some believe that even though she was heartbroken, she was able to find reputable employment as a housekeeper and seamstress. But as time passed, and in the style of all the other stories about her, she soon started working as a waitress in the cafes and bars in the seedy under the hill area before finally seeking employment as a woman of the night at one of the brothels in the area. You know, it's almost like women weren't allowed to have other jobs or something. What? The only thing that possibly could have happened is that either her fiancé left her, or she was a prostitute. Yep. Or she became a woman of the night after her fiancé left her, and she Mm -hmm. couldn't recover from her broken heart because mm-hmm. he was just such a gem. Yep. I can't, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. <laughs> Bye. Learn from Rose. Just let him sink into the ocean, baby. Yep. Keep, going. <laughs> Keep that rock. The Natchez City website suggests that her headstone was paid for by either a doctor who treated her during her time in Under the Hill or that a wealthy plantation owner who had been one of her frequent Johns paid for her funeral expenses and headstone. A third suggestion is that a preacher took money from his pauper fund in order to ensure she wasn't buried in a pauper's grave, even though it would have been unusual to pay for such an expensive headstone versus a traditional pauper's burial. Yeah, that would be a little bit... Unless uh, there was a little... Unless there was something, something going on there, too... Yep. The last legend, which could be a true account of her life, comes from the diary of a man named Dr. Joseph Buck Stratton, who was a Presbyterian minister in the late 1800s in Natchez. His granddaughter, Mrs. Alfred Vidal Davis, currently owns a diary, which notes the final days of a woman named Louise, who she believes could be the Louise. Quote, May 25th, 1849. Visited a poor young woman, Miss Louise Leroy, who sent for me to see her. 
she is a prostitute and near her end with consumption. What a forlorn case. May 26, 1849. Went to see the poor girl whom I visited yesterday and found her dying. It was an awful scene. I would have shrunk from it, but the friends seemed to wish me to be with them, and I stayed for their good and my own to see the prostitute die. She was speechless, but seemed to have some power of comprehension, and I tried still to turn her mind to Jesus. But it was a death that gives no tangible ground for hope. In the PM, I went down to conduct the funeral services. End quote. It's kind of sad. It is sad. Everyone agrees that she passed in her late 20s, and you probably think the story ends here. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> there are ghost stories involving Luis. Ooh. Good haunt him, baby. Haunt him. <laughs> <laughs> Some believe that in an effort to get back at the people who wronged her in her short, unfortunate life, that she returned as Molly Hatchet, an infamous Southern sex worker. Molly made her way across the Southern U.S. after the end of the Civil War, and her beauty and talents made her hard to resist. It's said that after she'd lure men into her clutches, they'd quickly lose their heads, quite literally, with a hatchet. Hence the name Molly Hatchet. I mean, it's, it's a fitting pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Southerners of the time viewed Molly Hatchet as a sort of demonic spirit sent to punish the men of the South for participating in the Civil War while others thought she was sent to punish men for being so wicked during the Reconstruction period. Regardless, no one knows for sure who Louise is or what happened to her, but everyone can agree that she led an unfortunate life. I'm just with Molly Hatchet. Now I've got that one in my brain. Mm -hmm. And all I can think of is the slipmouth woman. Yep. And I, I'm wondering if right before she goes to cut off the heads, am I pretty now? <laughs> Ingredients for this dish were sourced from a 2020 Random Times article titled Luis the Unfortunate's Grave at Natchez City Cemetery, Mississippi by Leo S. A 2019 It's a Southern Thing article titled Mysterious Grave for Luis the Unfortunate has baffled historians for more than a century by Kelly Kazak an article in the February 20th, 1972 edition of the Clarion Ledger newspaper on newspapers.com, dalejyoung.com blog post on Luis the Unfortunate, and the Historical City of Natchez article on Luis the Unfortunate. So the grave that she's buried in, is that considered part of the under the hill area? It's actually part of the city proper. So she's in she's in the top of the hill cemetery. So why the frick does everybody think that if she died and she doesn't have a full name on here that she must have been down there under the hill with all those other low lives quote for the times? I don't know. And why would everybody think that she had to have been from under the hill? I don't know. I don't know if it's just because it's it becomes a better story. If you think of her as someone who had this, probably because of, based off the moniker Louis the Unfortunate, you would assume she would be from an unfortunate area of town, which would be mm. 
the under the hill area. Yeah, if you were wealthy, you would assume that you would want to be buried with your surname on your gravestone. But still, I mean, how many times have we heard about people in history who uh, kept family members hidden away in attics and rooms and stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Food for thought. It is food for thought. Cheesy food for thought. Just like Ashley's brain. We're not eating my brain. I just can't. <laughs> I can't be clear enough that we're not going to eat my brain. But that's right. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say because the headstone marker says the unfortunate. So of course they're going to think that she's from like a less fortunate background. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing that makes sense to me. That and you know a saucy story does sell better, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it just wouldn't make sense for somebody who is from such an unfortunate background to have a nice headstone. That's, I guess, probably what makes the mystery so intriguing for everybody. Like, how if she is from under the hill, where people would have been buried in pauper's graves, how did she end up with this headstone? Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. Is it something where she was, like, part of an aristocratic family and she was disowned? You know, when she tried to run off with this riverboat captain or whatever. And so... Never run off with the riverboat captain. Lesson learned. Just, Just mm-hmm. don't do it, ladies. lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Riverboats explode. It's not a good transportation. So do meth labs. This is true. You're not wrong. It's a very interesting story. I like that one. Yeah. I hope that she did chop their heads off later. (laughs) I don't care. I wasn't unfortunate, you motherfuckers. I was a totally normal person. (laughs) I mean, let's... Can we just be fair for ten seconds? Because, like, there were no options for women. So, I'm sorry if I think it's hilarious that a woman started chopping men's heads off. Take the power back. You want to relegate us into, like, a shitty existence that there's no way to get out of, regardless of, like, how we got here? I'm gonna chop off your head. It seems like a fair trade. (laughs) Seems legit. Well, in in only one of those supposed stories of her life did she have a reputable job, like, as a seamstress and a dressmaker, you know, Mm -hmm. like... And then it quickly was like, oh, well, she... She couldn't maintain that job, so then she had to become a waitress at cafes and bars in the seedy part of the city, and then she became a sex worker. Well, on that note, thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a lonely story by the slice. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy, and not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark? If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, Check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice. Because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. 
become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at PineAppAppPizzaPod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else, and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.